gosh, I, would, I forgot I even had that in my pack. Yeah, that's exactly the sport, man. I, if Joe flicked my ear, I'd, I'd probably kind of come in the forehead. What's up, everyone? It's uh, actually Sunday. Uh, Frank, I think, is getting back from Alaska today. I have uh, my wife with me across the table, although it doesn't look like she's going to talk at all because she's playing on her phone. Uh, we had to actually come down and dump some garbage off in the dumpster at work here before I uh, head out on my mule deer hunt, or Frank and I head out. Uh, and I wanted to go over some of the different gear that people have had uh, maybe some questions about that's new we've been using or something we really like or I really like. Uh, talk about that a little bit. If I switch from something else, why I did, uh, the benefits of what I'm using now compared to what I was using, just simple stuff like that. Um, this isn't going to be a super long podcast. There wasn't a ton of different um, you know, gear that I needed to really pull up. They haven't, we haven't talked about in great depth before. But um, So anyway, I'll kick this thing off. The first one, uh, the Bob Lee... Uh, Cobra Curve or Shikari. Uh, it's the it's a bobbly. Um, the riser um, is is basically a hardcore riser. What makes that specific model the Shikari great is the Cobra Curve limbs. They're not a, a super curved limb, but they're not a, a standard limb. They're kind of a happy medium. Uh, that bow I got originally several months ago, and I hit left with it. I grouped good, but I hit left, and so. I, uh, I sent it back to Bob Lee, and by the time um, I got my crap together, several months or a few months had gone by to have him reshape uh, the grip a little bit more to like a, a standard Snyder grip. Uh, that bow, it, it, it's just a shooter, smooth draw cycle or a draw force curve or whatever you want to call it. Great speed. It's very forgiving. Uh, it's unbelievably durable, obviously, um, the, the way that that stable lock system works. So... I want to make sure, though, and clear a few things up with questions on it. Um, the Shikari, as I said, what makes that bow is the limb, that, that Cobra curved limb. You can actually put that, uh, you know, you can have an old riser from Bobley, whether it be a bolt up or the stable lock, and order the Cobra curved limbs. Uh, for that that specific riser the riser does not make that bow i mean it's a great riser they've offered it forever uh that's one thing uh the next thing the grip it is modified for me um i think they have it um in autocad so they can they can mimic it and i don't know what they call it i always just call them the snyder grip but that made a big difference in repeatability for me as well as accuracy um right now i'm shooting a 589 grain arrow at 184 feet per second uh, at 57 pounds, uh, so a little over 10 grains per pound, good speed. Uh, and, and I've just been, I've got a fishing line rest and it's just been shooting great. The fishing line rest is just a bunch of different strands of 30 pound fishing line uh, that you put in a 22 shell casing and burn off the end. Go to Wingard, Trent Wingard's page. He can, he has videos on the, the fishing line rest. Mm. I've got an OCD string on there. Uh, the OCD string, it's a lady out of California that makes those. It's actually an endless loop string. That's what that bow liked the best. It's out of uh, 8125. Um, I was going back and forth on one um, uh, from the OCD string and the America's Best. They both shoot great. Um, America's Best was backed up. I didn't want to bug them for another string for this new bow. So the OCD was the right length, uh, shoots really well. Uh, I'm just using standard cat whiskers on it, um, 18 strand string, 
pretty basic stuff. Um, so anyway, the, that 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 bow is is definitely the best that I have shot, and that's including ILF uh, setups uh, and, and as well as the widow and everything else. With the widow, um, I just had some issues with uh, durability on a few things. They still make a great bow, but I, I am happy I switched. That that bobbly has been unbelievable. So I highly suggest it for people. If you have any questions, shoot me a message. Uh, next one. I went to uh, Black Eagle Spartans, and is it anybody listening? I'm a Black Eagle guy. Randy Kitts is is just a stud. I I I do anything for the guy, so very loyal to him. Um, I and, and that I get asked about other arrows all the time. Uh, Victory makes Easton makes great arrows. There's a ton of great arrows out there, but as far as Black Eagle goes, I hadn't messed with the Spartan a whole lot. And it's a hybrid arrow, so it's not a 204 or something like a a Rampage or a, um, a Axis from Easton. Uh, and it's not a 246, a standard like a Gold Tip XT Hunter. It's in between, so I can use a standard RPS type insert, uh, which is a lot easier to deal with. That's the negative side of skinnies. And I did come out with that system called the Snyder Core, which I'll talk about in a minute, for skinnies for um, uh, for Iron Will. and But I had a lot of questions for guys that couldn't afford that, what's a good system. And that Spartan is very a very good happy medium. I'm running their standard stainless steel RPS component system and some weight screwed on the back. It's been extremely durable. It was very easy to tune. So the only reason why I switched is just to... Um, test out an option for people to use that's a, a, a less difficult component system, uh, a more um, cost-affordable component system, uh, meaning you can just screw in any broadhead to try out. And I've been very happy that I did. Uh, the Spartan arrows come in multiple different spines. Um, I'm, I'm shooting a 300 spine at 31 inches with 250 grains up front, uh, so my flock is not great. For those that are going to ask, I don't know what it is. Um, I've got uh, three Fletch on the back, and that's going to be the next thing um, after talking about the Spartans. Is the I started go I got away from the uh, last chance fletching jig and the Bitsenburgers and started using an AA or excuse me an Arizona Easy Fletch, a Mini Max, and I'm what that that is is basically it fletches three veins at the same time. And it puts an insane helical on them. So I started testing it uh, to see how um, that performed against a four fletch with a standard offset and helical. And the three fletch just made more sense. It grouped just as good. It's easier to fletch up. It's faster. So it's uh, Arizona Archery. uh, Excuse me. It's an Arizona Archery Easy Fletch Mini Max is what I'm using right helical um just because i shoot right bevel single bevel broadheads when i shoot them uh super easy the one thing i would add though if you go to use one of those go to the hardware store and get actual duct tape not like the duct tape you tape somebody up with but the um heater ac duct tape and cut strips to put on the left and right side of each wing of that one it keeps the glue off and two it helps if you're fletching trad veins because the base is so small um, it makes things easier. So, so do that. Uh, but that's been great. And that's a new addition. A lot of people have asked about that. I kind of stole that from Randy cooling and then, uh, knocked on Newman was using one. I can't remember. I think he started using his before I did. And then I 
gave it a try and I'm glad I did. Super cheap. They're 49 bucks, I think. Um, I've got four of them so I can fletch a pile of arrows up at one time, three veins at once, and, and it's great. But again, that the duct tape makes a huge deal uh, as far as one, cleaning it, and then two, getting the veins to actually stay uh, on, on the wings and not push through. So, mm. Next thing up uh, would be the Zolio, which is a uh, communication device like a, an inReach. One of the things I liked about the, the Zolio was just the unlimited package. It was quite a bit cheaper. It's 50 bucks, and the device was cheaper. Now, I've had people tell me for the lowest-end plans that the inReach is as good or better uh, for the, kind of the bottom-of-the-barrel plans. That may be true. For what I use it for, um, the, the Zolio is, is 200 bucks. You can sometimes find them on sale for quite a bit less than that. And then it's 50 bucks a month unlimited. Uh, that's been great. The company's great to deal with. Nothing wrong with an inReach. It's just a cheaper option for what I do. Um, there's an app for it, the whole nine yards, and it's it's been great. So that's another one that's new. Nothing wrong with the inReach uh, at all. It's just a cheaper option. It works just as good, uses the same satellites. Um, the next one, uh, the Ultimate Predator Gear decoy. We've had Danny Ferris on. Uh, it's the Stalker decoy. I'm a big fan of that system. I don't always use it, especially if it's windy, but you basically have Velcro straps that go around your limb pockets um, or your riser, and it's a decoy that mounts to your bow that you can shoot through. I don't just use it for that. I use a monopod a lot for glassing off of, especially down in uh, Texas and out east, things like that, Dad and uh, antelope, mule deer, whatever. I will strap that decoy onto the monopod so I'm not silhouetting myself when I'm going up over little ridges and things like that. So I'm, I'm glassing, but I have that animal in front of me. Uh, it also works unbelievable for, for stalking. Um, certainly with antelope, it works better as the season goes on, but it will give you a lot of times when you peek up over a cliff on a mule deer or a mountain goat or something like that, an extra few seconds to get a shot because they're trying to assess what it is. So that's another big one. Um, Zamberlin boots, I recently switched from Hanvog to Zamberlin. Um, biggest thing, the toe box is quite a bit bigger on the Zamberlin, which is nice, especially, especially if you're using aftermarket insoles. Um, ah, sorry about that. I had to get a drink of water. Uh, my personal favorite uh, boot that they make, probably my all-time favorite, it's a little more aggressive than what a lot of people would like as a 2092, but for a mountain hunting boot, that thing's amazing. The other two I use quite a bit is a Storm uh, and a Sierra. Uh, again, toe box a little wider. They fit my feet really well, and they're a bit more durable than the Hanvog. The Makras, uh, both the Trek and the Combi, they're just not a long-lasting boot. They're extremely comfortable. I do love that boot, uh, but I just get more life out of the Zamberlins, and they fit just a little bit better. I don't have to use that tool to blow the toes out like I did with the, the Hanvogs. Um, and again, they do last longer, which is a big bonus. Let's see. Next, um, uh, the uh, Canis Outdoors. Uh, their pants, um, you know, their other stuff's good. And, and as everybody knows, I'm a Sitka guy. But I will say the Canis Outdoor pants are pretty amazing. Um, I've only used them for a few weeks now, so long term I can't say. But they got... A great build, reinforced knees. Uh, you can they've got a where you can blow out the heat with. A, it's not like a crotch zip. It's more down by the knee calf area. Uh, pocket uh, situation on there as far as the organization on the pockets is really good, and the fit is great. Um, they're a little bit loud, like any mountain hunting pant. Um, they're they're a little 
they swish if you you know hit you know if you're rubbing your calves together when you walk but an unbelievable option as far as pants go another one surprisingly enough was the the boonie hat i wear the short brim boonie is a pentagon so uh just like pentagon um p-e-n-t-a-g-o-n and they offered multi multiple different colors and sizes things like that but it's just a short brim boonie i don't really like the big brims i never have but even with the stick bow the one thing that's nice is that that brim does not get in the way so it's the pentagon boonie uh next one would be the canon g5 mark ii that's a point and shoot camera what i did is i, I got canon 1dx mark iii uh full frame cameras which are really heavy and really big they're fine when we're not backpacking in so i needed an option when we backpacked that i could still get a great photo without lugging around, uh, you know, nine pounds, 10 pounds, 12 pounds of camera gear. Um, that, that and the Sony RX100 are the best point and shoots I found. The one thing I like with the Canon, um, you can get a little bit better depth of field with that. Uh, with the Sony, you get a better zoom, but the image is a little crappy. But that Canon um, Mark Five or Canon Mark, excuse me, Canon G5 Mark II, great option for a point and shoot camera. For guys that aren't wanting to to step into the big boy league with the real expensive stuff, that is a great option, and I've had great luck with it. Uh, the next one, the solar panel that I use, um, and and I have a system, uh, and I'll go over everything. So the actual solar panel, and I have a few of them, but the best for backpacking is the Anchor 21 watt, and it's A N K E R, and it's a 21 watt. You can get bigger, but they're heavier, but that's the best system, the most simplistic, lightest weight system I've found that'll give me what I need. What I do is I also have an Anchor uh, 20 and a 30,000 uh, MHZ, or, or the capacity is what it is, uh, battery packs, and then I have a Zero Lemon uh, case for my iPhone 12, and that Zero Lemon is 10,000 MHZ. So what I do, is I take the uh, solar panel, and when I'm gone throughout the day, I plug that into a battery pack, and then that charges throughout the day. And then when I come in at night, I plug in the Zero Lemon, whatever my inReach or my Zolio, my, what camera, and that 30,000 anchor battery pack charges everything I need. And then if I burn all that up throughout the night charging everything, the next morning, I do the same thing. I put my battery pack in my vestibule. I stick the actual solar panel outside, so obviously it's in the sun. Very inexpensive. I think it's $49. Bucks. You can, I found it on Amazon for the Anchor uh, uh, solar panel. And then the Anchor battery pack, they're between $40 and $100, bucks depending upon the size you get. But that's the system I'm using on backpack hunts when I need a lot of power. Now, if I'm just backpacking in for four to five days, I just bring the actual battery pack, not the solar panel. Whew, I'm talking too much. In the case of this mule deer hunt, we're going in there for 14 days. And so that's why I'm bringing the solar panel. So it's an anchor 21 watt. And then I have a 20, it's actually 22,000 and 30,000 battery pack. And I'll take either one of those depending upon the length of the trip. Uh, next one up is Leucotape. We've talked about this a ton. I'm bringing it up again. Leucotape is what I'll put on my heels or my feet at times to prevent blisters. I try not to put it on after I blister up. Um, it's more preventative. It works great if you cut yourself, um, you know, not just on your feet. 
It'll last five to seven days before it comes off generally. Now, I have had people tape right over the top of blisters and then complain to me in messages that it ripped their skin off. Well, no shit. Um, you just had a giant blister with exposed skin that you stuck the most sticky tape to humanly possible and reefed it off. I'm sure it did rip some skin off. So if you get a blister, do not put Luco tape over the top of it. You want to put something that is not sticky, like a Band-Aid, over the top and then put Luco tape over the top of that. Generally what I do, I'm not a foot doctor. If I get a blister, I pop it, I let it drain. Then I'll put a Band-Aid over that and then put Luco tape over that to help with the rubbing and things like that. But Luco tape, L-E-U-K-O, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Those are some of the more um, bigger items that we've um, kind of tested out and used. Some of the other items um, that maybe aren't as important, uh, the Mega Pillow from Exped, that's that big green fuzzy pillow I've been using. That thing has been super handy um, and helps me sleep. Uh, the Helionox Cot is something we grabbed for some trips this year. It's a, two, a little over two pound cot. That thing has been awesome. Uh, I'm not going to use it on the mule deer hunt, uh, but I am going to use it on the elk hunt. We're taking llamas in for that. Um, so the pillow and the cot have been big. As far as sleeping pads go, these aren't highlights, but I get a lot of questions about those. Um, the Exped Sin Mat uh, UL7 is one of the lighter weight options I use. That's more uh, a little bit higher R value than the Big Agnes Q-Core SLX. The Big Agnes Q-Core is a great three-season pad. It's almost four inches thick, but the R value is a little bit crappier, a little low. So when it gets real cold, that's not going to work as well. For real cold weather, I use a Thermarest um, X-Lite. Um, so there's a couple I actually use. Um, with the Thermarest, there's an X-Therm and an X-Lite. The X Light is probably one of the higher R values for an ultra lightweight pad. It's, I think, 11 ounces. It might be a little lighter than that. But then the X Therm is a higher R value lightweight option. And that is great for a four season. The X Therm is great for the four season use. The X Light is a really lightweight option uh, for backpacking. And then, the, obviously, I mentioned it, the Big, Nag, Big Agnes Q-Core SLX is kind of the old man, super comfy one. And the happy medium is that X-Bed Sinmat. I think it's a UL7. Uh, those have all been great. Um, after that, some of the other different questions people have asked. Um, socks, Farm Defeat, Darn Tough. Those are the two that I use probably the most. Um, I use sometimes a full cushion, sometimes a half cushion. It just depends. Sometimes I use the calf compression socks that go all the way up. But those are two brands you can count on as far as that goes. Um, you know, as far as like clothing in general, I, I use mostly Sitka, like I mentioned, the Canis pants earlier. Um, cool Renegades is another great pant. Piranha Zion is another great pant. Um, there's lots of great options out there. Uh, a lot of people ask me T-shirts what I use. It's a few different options. One of them, an icebreaker. It's like a 130 weight, I think, merino wool shirt. It's just a T-shirt. It's an $80 T-shirt, though, but it's merino wool. I wear that a lot. Um, there's one from Born Primitive, which is kind of a CrossFit company. I use that. That's what I'm packing in for this next hunt. It's been, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I really like it. Dries fast. It's been a great option. Probably the last one, and again, this podcast isn't going to be really long. I was using sheath underwear, and it's kind of a deal where it holds your cock and balls, um, uh, the, 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 the underwear do to keep from chafing. 
We did find recently a, a far better option called Sax, S-A-X-X. That's probably, I wouldn't say probably, that is the best underwear I've ever found. It's great for chafing. They're comfortable. They dry fast. They don't stink. Well, they, they'll stink eventually, but it takes a lot. So uh, either way, some of the highlights, 20-minute podcast, nothing crazy, but I got a lot of these questions before you headed out in the woods. I wanted to answer some of these on some of this gear. So I'm probably not going to do another podcast where we head off on the mule deer hunt, so I wish everybody luck this season, and when Frank and I get back, we will go over the uh, the trials, tribulations, and hopefully successes of the mule deer hunt. Uh, will probably be the first podcast we do when we get back. So good luck, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.